0: Now the writer here is asking a question. And he asks a question because in the previous chapter we talked about certain individuals that did not adhere to the standards that are in the Bible. Or that it was the standard of the time, rather. And he's saying if we neglect the salvation that is brought before us, Jesus came down in this world and preached the gospel. He died, took away our sins, and put it on his own back. And if we are to reject that salvation, how shall we escape from sin? eternally. How shall we escape death eternally? And so when we consider this topic of escape for just a minute, I want us to consider our own life, our own path, our own things that we're doing. What are you escaping from? Are we truly escaping from sin? You know, the federal prison system of the United States says there's 162,000 inmates that have life in prison without parole without parole. They cannot leave. There is no opportunity for them to get out. It just happened to be as I was preparing for this lesson that I was on Twitter the other day, and there was a lady who put on a a tweet that she put out, and she was writing about this man who had been in prison since he was 18 years old. He is now 78 years old today. He has no chance of getting out. He hasn't had a visitor since 2005. He is in prison for the rest of his life. He has never had a phone... Legally, he may have had one in prison, but he has never experienced social media in the way we've experienced it. He's experienced a lot of things we haven't had. 60 years, this man has been in prison, and he has no way out. Why do I bring that to your attention this evening? It's because each and every one of us face a temptation. We face sin. All have sinned and come short. There is not one good, no, not one. We all fail at some point in life. We must escape sin. That's the message I want to leave with you. You have to leave sin. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 13, the Bible says, There hath no temptation taken you but such as common demand. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God allows temptation to happen. But with that, with him allowing temptation to happen, he also provides a way for you to escape that temptation. I want to show you a couple individuals that I, I, I'm reminded of when I think of this verse. In Genesis chapter 39, we know the story of Joseph and his rise to, to fame. Uh, where Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers, ultimately found himself in the house of Potiphar, and he comes to this scenario where Potiphar's wife is wanting Joseph, wanting to lie with Joseph, wanting a, a relationship out of the bonds of her marriage with her husband with Joseph. Joseph was a fair individual to look upon, apparently, and she desired Joseph. In Genesis chapter 39, verse 10, the Bible says, And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her, to lie by her, or to be with her. One of the things that I think of when I think of temptation, when I think of escaping sin, when I th- consider Joseph, is that she came to him day by day. It wasn't something that she d- it just happened and then he ran away. No, this was something that happened often to him. That she came to him and wanted him to have a relationship with her, and he said, no, I, I, I'm not doing that. Now, we don't, I, I can extrapolate what may or may not happen, but what we do know is Joseph left. He left that that issue. Now Joseph being a man, and I imagine Joseph wanted to have a relationship one day with a woman. This woman coming to him saying, lie with me. And Joseph having enough faith, enough self-discipline to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to flee. I'm going to leave. And then as we know, she... As he's trying to leave, she grabs for his garment. Now, do we consider that in our own lives when we're faced with temptation? That even though we may be faced with it day by day, day in and day out, where things come to us, we're we're easily accessible with the internet nowadays, and we may be tempted, and things may pop up, or we we are on our phones and, and we see things, or do we turn away from those things, or we're hanging around people that have bad communication and we decide to turn away from them and not have a relationship with them. It could be things of possessions. It could be the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. It could be any one of those things. Are you willing to leave? Are you willing to escape? I'm also reminded of David. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2, the Bible says, And it came to pass in the evening time that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. Now, I don't see anything wrong necessarily in this verse. And let me tell you why. Joe, uh, David goes out to his rooftop, and he looks down, and he sees a woman. It was fair to look upon. Now, it is not, I'm going to pledge before you that it is not wrong to look at a woman who may or may not be fair to look upon. The problem is what happens next with, with David. He then takes this idea, he has this lust, this desire, so much so that he can't resist that he sends a servant to go and to send for her, brings her into his chamber, and he lies with this married woman. There's an issue. Now, one thing to consider is, we have to be able to flee from these kinds of situations, whether it be a temptation of lust or desire for an inappropriate relationship. It could be a a simple joke that we think is funny that we may not not be appropriate to tell. It could be saying certain language in the workplace or the schools that you don't say at church, you wouldn't say in here, you wouldn't say it in front of your fellow congregants, but you say it in front of your fellow co-workers. It may be situations where you're by yourself and you're in your, uh, in your house and you're on your cell phone you look at things you, may not, you shouldn't look at, you wouldn't look at them if you were sitting here. Why do you look at them when you're at your house or in a private setting? When I consider and think about escaping sin and escaping from the bonds of sin, I think of David. Because he had an opportunity to leave. And I believe he had an opportunity to leave. Because he was tempted and God allowed him to be tempted. And God says, I've also provided a way of escape for him, but David did not do that. I'm reminded of Solomon when he says, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun. And behold, all his vanity and vexation of spirit. I'm reminded of Solomon because he had a lot of power. He had a lot of things. He had a lot of uh, opportunities to experience all realms of life. And he said he's done all the works that are under the sun. And guess what? It's all empty. It's all vain. It doesn't mean a thing. And there are so many people that are found in bondage bondage of sin, temptation, and they're trapped and they can't get out and they don't know where to go. Brothers and sisters, I, my plea to you tonight is that you escape that reality, that you escape sin. That you escape the fact that you you have to be stuck there because you don't have to be stuck there. There is a way out. And tonight can be that way out. How? How can you find that way out? The escape plan sometimes isn't always easy to see. Sometimes that escape plan isn't just coming forward. Sometimes that escape plan is accountability partner sometimes that escape plan is just reading the word of God you know one of the things that we we're going to read here in a second um, Jesus was tempted in all facets of life but you know what Jesus did when he was tempted when 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 Satan took him up to the mountaintop and tempted Jesus what did Jesus do? do you remember he didn't pray He quoted scripture. That's what he did. He quoted scripture to Satan. And so when we talk about escaping sin and and being free from the bondage of sin, you know, it's great to pray. It's great to call an accountability partner, but it's also great to know your Bible. There's reasons why when we do an Iron Sharpens Iron ministry or a study that Seth and Asia have put on, there's reasons why there are certain Bible verses for you to study. It's not so that we just type things up when we send them out and just hope that people do it and hope to see what sticks. It's so that when you're training and when you're learning and when you're developing to be a better Christian, it's that so that when you are tempted with something, you have a Bible basis for why you're making that decision or why not to make a decision regarding sin. There's reasons for those things. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, Enter ye in the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Jesus tells us that there's a lot of people going to go down the path of destruction, but there's a few that'll go down the path of life. Now, where do you find yourself tonight? Chained up to sin? a sin, whatever it may be. That's the path of destruction that Jesus is talking about. Let us help you. John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, the Bible says, For all is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. We must do the word of God because all the things that are in this life, the, light, the, 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 uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, those things will vanish. All is vanity, the vexation of spirit as Solomon said. You know, my daughter really likes Frozen. She really, it's all right now in her life, it's all things Anna, all things um, Elsa. That's what it's about. And as she gets older, I really hope that she grows out of that. But right now that's her world. And, you know, that's great for a two-year-old. But for you and I, who are more mature, eating strong meat in the Word of God, there's times to put away things in life. And it's time to be a man, and it's time to be a woman. It's time to make adult decisions. Because if we don't give up some of these things, or all of these things, what we're going to find ourselves on, we're going to find ourselves on the path of destruction. We must give up childish things. First Corinthians, we read this earlier, chapter 10, verse 13. God has provided a way of escape for you tonight. <clears throat> it may be coming up here and asking for prayers on your behalf. It may simply just going to a brother and apologize and asking for forgiveness, opening up. You know, one of the things that Iron and Sharpen and Iron study that we've done is it, I've had a study here recently with Janessa, and I've gotten to know Janessa, I've had a study with Seth and Asia, and I've been in their house, and I've gotten to know them on a different level than I ever have before. I've gotten to know Scott and Melody on a different level than I have ever have before. You know what studying the Bible and doing things like that does for people? It builds each other up. It provides us a way of escape. That's what it does. Because I can't walk this life, this road alone. And Jesus also said that there's a lot of people on the road to destruction, and there's a little... A lot more fewer, or there's fewer people on the road to life. And Jesus is willing to walk that road with you. And we are too. In Hebrews chapter 4, I'd like to finish with this verse. This was a verse that was pointed out to me uh, last week. And it's been in my mind ever since. Hebrews 4, verse 15. The Bible says, For we, we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. Yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. One thing I want to consider is Hebrews 4 here tells us and other verses tells us that Christ was tempted in all points as we are. Now that to me is interesting. All points. Now I know the things that I'm tempted with. And I hope you know the things that you're tempted with. And it's interesting to consider that Jesus also was tempted the same way we are all tempted. Whether it's things to look at and things to flee from, things to not to say, lying, stealing, cheating. Jesus didn't do those things. He was tempted. But there was a way of escape. And guess what? He was perfect in that escape. And he was able to say, get behind me, Satan. He was able to say, I'm going to do the Lord's will, not my own. And so as we consider the topic of escape this evening, I want us to remember that we have to come boldly to the throne of God, that we might obtain mercy in a time of need.